I want to look first of all at one verse in 1 Corinthians and in chapter 5. So the first letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians and chapter 5. Now, I don't want to read much else from the chapter. Paul is talking about fornication in the church. Now, I'm not going to touch on that matter at all. And he talks about leaven being in the church, the leaven of fornication. Um, and he's telling the saints in Corinth to purge out that leaven. So we come down into verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as you are unleavened, or better, according as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sanctified for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven, level of malice or wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Right there in verse 7 we have this phrase, Christ our Passover. Christ our Passover. And you might ask, what does that mean? He said that he is our Passover. Now we know that the Passover was a feast that the Jews kept. But Jesus, uh, Paul is saying that Christ is our Passover. It's not a feast, it's Christ. So if you go into Hebrews in chapter 11, just bear in mind now, Christ is our Passover. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Now, Obviously, Moses didn't hide himself or what his name is. It was the faith of his parents. Because they saw he was a proper child. Okay? And were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now, Pharaoh had said that all the children, every male child that was born of the Israelites, who were in Egypt at the time, had to be sent down the river. They were to be drowned. They were to be killed. Because they were becoming such a big company of people that Pharaoh didn't want them to prosper and get too many and become more than the Egyptians. So he commanded that they should all be drowned. All the males that were born, all the boys, should be drowned. Now, that's why Moses was hid for three months in the bulrushes. 
long time, isn't it? Three months to be in the bulrushes, but there you go. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, because Pharaoh's daughter found him there, or he was taken to Pharaoh's daughter. Then she went and she found this lady who happened to be Moses' mother. Isn't that amazing how God organizes things? So they ended up looking after her own child. But he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not feeding the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assailing to do were drowned. Right in the middle of that, he kept the fast Passover by faith. So what is this Passover? So you need to go back to where Moses was in Exodus. In this, let's look at the situation. Chapter 12 of Exodus. And we'll read a few verses. So we can put it into context of what I want to share with you. Okay, chapter 12 of Exodus, we'll start with verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. That's quite important. So there it was a new beginning, wasn't it? First month of the year. Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbour next unto him his house take it according to the number of the souls, that every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out of the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening and they shall take of the blood 
and strike it on the two side posts and the upper door post of the houses wherein, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh of it in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and all the pertenants. Entros is a good thing. So all the inner bits of the... Of the so nothing was to be left. It all had to be burnt. It all had to be eaten. Now when I was out, this brings to mind, when I was out in India, we sometimes had goat curry. And they didn't have much money, people I knew. So they went to wherever they were selling and they just bought a head. That's all they could afford. And they had all the meat on the cheeks, actually. Really nice. But I won't go into say anymore. But they, they ate a the lot. And these people had to eat the whole body. And that's so important. The whole body. Nothing was to be left. And ye shall let nothing of it remain. There you are. Until the morning. And that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. So what you're saying, what you can't eat, you're not to leave it. You're to burn the whole lot. The whole thing was to be consumed, to be burned. And thus shall ye eat it. With your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. For ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Okay. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And again, all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token or a sign upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Pass over. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this, shall, this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And ye shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an ordinance forever. And it goes on about the, the unleavened bread. I don't want to go any further than that. Um, there's a lot more about it there. Further down talks about the blood on the lintels and the side posts. So this is what Paul was referring to, the Passover. And it's a feast they kept then, all the Jews kept this feast. So when Jesus came, he would have kept the Passover. In fact, 
they went up every year to keep in Jerusalem to keep the Passover. If you look in Matthew with me in chapter 26, Matthew chapter 26. So just bear in mind what we've read the Passover, the blood, the lamb for every house without spot and blemish very important things I'm going to look at them in a bit 26 did I say or 25 26 of Matthew so Jesus is here with his disciple he's been talking to lots of people talking to the crowds and different things and beginning verse 1 chapter 26 and it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Now there's your Passover lamb. Do you understand? Jesus is the Passover lamb. Christ our Passover that was a type what happened you see God cannot show us immediate truth because we wouldn't understand it it's in the spirit it's by the spirit and as human beings we need something that we can get our imagination get our minds around so God being God and being sovereign he made circumstances situations we call it the Old Testament whereby he raised up people he he did circumstances he created circumstances because he's sovereign and they're a picture of the true they're types so what happened with Moses and the children of Israel was a type that some, of something God wants us to understand but if suddenly Jesus Christ had appeared on the scene and there was no old covenant history wouldn't have a clue what's going on, would we? Wouldn't have a clue. It would mean nothing to us. And we wouldn't, with our minds, be able to understand. So God has given this history of the old covenant with his people. And it, all, it was all real, it was all true, it all happened as it's written. But it was only a type of the true it was a figure of the true Christ is our Passover Christ is the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world I'd love to spend the rest of the day and I'm not joking talking to you about and explaining it in great detail verse by verse in, in Exodus there's so much there we can know 
So Jesus is saying in, in two, two days is the Passover and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. See, he links the two things together. He's going to be crucified. His blood is going to be shed. You see. Go into Mark. Over into Mark, chapter 14. And we see something similar. Verse twelve, or this verse, yeah, verse twelve, and the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover. You see, they killed the Passover. Christ, our Passover. They killed the Passover. Christ is our Passover, and what was going to happen to him? He was going to be killed. This feast that they made this festival they made is now the reality of it is coming into full focus that which God showed under the old covenant in type and figure is now heading up into absolute reality this is what it was all about in Exodus Christ our Passover when they shall kill the Passover. And he sent his disciples off to prepare a place where they were going to ha have the Passover feast together. So they were going to partake of a, of a lamb, as every house did at the Passover, because that's what it was all about, you see. Obviously. But then he's the real lamb. He's the real lamb. That's going to be slain. Into John's gospel with me. For, uh, chapter 1. Verse 29. This is John the Baptist now. Chapter 1 of John's Gospel, verse 29. The next day, John, that's John the Baptist, sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And further down, verse 35 again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked he said behold the Lamb of God he is making an ex he's making an announcement so if I say to you behold what, what am I expecting you to do to look aren't I behold Behold the Lamb of God for the Passover. Here he is. The 
the Lamb of God. Abraham said to Isaac, after God had told him to go up on Mount Moriah and offer him his son, his only son, as a sacrifice, through whom he'd made all the promises, he was just going to put the knife in and kill his son on the altar that he'd made. It was just him and his son. There was no one else, just father and son. Picture it. His father, their son. And his father's going to kill his own son. God the Father allowed his own son to be crucified as a sacrifice. Christ our Passover. And God said to Abraham, stop. This is about to plunge the knife in, whatever he's going to do, I don't know. But he's going to kill him. And he turned and he saw a ram caught in the thicket. But before that, Isaac had said to Abraham, they'd gone up from before they started their journey, they were just about to go up to Mount Moriah and they had the fire, they had the wood and Isaac said to his father, well, where's the lamb for the sacrifice? Where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And he said, God will provide himself a lamb. God has provided himself a lamb. He's called Jesus Christ. Christ, our sacrifice. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That lamb had to be without spot or blemish. And only Jesus could fulfill that. I want to look lastly at a few chapters further on in this chapter. Chapter 18. So if you turn with me to chapter 18 of John's Gospel. And we're going down the chapter to verse 28 to begin. And I'm going to follow through into, the, into chapter 19 a bit as well. So, John's Gospel, chapter 18, and verse 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. And it was early, and they themselves went not into judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? Of course, he's talking about Jesus, who had been betrayed. What accusation? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a male factor, 
would we not have delivered him up unto thee? Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. And the Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, saying, signifying, sorry, what manner of death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, called Jesus, and said to him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Sayest thou this of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and thy chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said to him again, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. For this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said unto him again, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But you have a custom that I should re release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I re replace, release, sorry, will you therefore that I release unto the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. And Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth unto you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. And then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. And when the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto him, Take ye him and crucify him. I find no fault in him. And the Jews answered, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard this, saying, he was much more afraid, and went again unto the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said unto him, Speak thou not unto me, knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee? 
and I have power to release thee. And Jesus answered, Thou couldst not have no power against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto you has the greatest sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let the man go, thou art not Caesar's friend, whosoever maketh him a king speaketh against Caesar. Okay, and I'm just going down a little bit more. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought forth Jesus and sat down in the judgment seat in the place that is called pavement, but in the Hebrew tongue, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover. And about the sixth hour he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? And the priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. That old thing to say, isn't it? We've got no king but Caesar. A Gentile king, and they were Jews. Anyway, they delivered him therefore unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into the place called of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. And they crucified him, and the other two with him, on either side, and Jesus in the midst. I'll stop there. I've read quite a, quite a bit. You can see the Passover there. This is the Passover. Jesus. Christ. Our Passover. What we need to understand, and what I want to try and make as clear as I can, do you know him as your Passover? See, they had a feast. They had to keep this feast every year, didn't they? eat the lamb and put the blood either side of the door of their home and on the lintel that was their habitation and they ate the lamb and then the angel of death if you like doesn't say that but he was going to bring death to the first born of every beast and every person in Egypt. And God's got to do something in us by his spirit whereby we are cut off. All the firstborn died. If you read your Old Testament and your New Testament you'll see these things all linked together. You can't go through that sea called the Red Sea on dry ground until you've partaken of the Passover they couldn't come out of Egypt until the Egyptians were dealt with where God dealt with the firstborn of the Egyptians dealt with them all so there was massive massive sorrow can you imagine the next day in Egypt all the firstborn of the cattle were dead. All the firstborn of every family was dead. 
It really happened. But again, it's a type. We've got to know that God's done something in us whereby that old man is crucified. Whereby Christ has become our Passover. Whereby we have a, a new beginning. Christ becomes the one who's been offered for us. He's our Passover. He's the one that shed his blood. He's the one that wants to make all things new in our life. He's the one who wants to baptize us with his spirit because that's why he died. That's why he went to Calvary. That's why he rose again. That he went back and received the promise of the Father and poured forth this, as Peter said, on the day of Pentecost, which we now see and hear. The Passover is Jesus. He is the Passover, not just the Passover lamb, but the Passover. He is the whole thing where the blood is sprinkled. I don't want to take up much more time, but I'm just going to try and round off with this. Chapter 12 of Hebrews, and we'll try and end with this. The more we read the Old Testament and the New Testament, all these things will click together. You know, it's like, it, it, it's like a, well, I'm saying it's like a jigsaw puzzle. I don't think that's quite right. But you know when you get a Lego set, and they're all, one's moulded into the other, don't they? And they sit on top of each other. So you can imagine a big stack of, of um, Old Testament Lego there, a big stack of New Testament Lego here. Hear me out, please. Okay, and you think, now, what, um, I was told that I've got to link these together. All those New Testament ones, I've got to link them all with the Old Testament. And in there, there's all the different books. There's uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, and it goes on and on and on and on, you know. Chronicles, Chronicles, Kings, Kings, you know how it goes. And the Psalms and the major prophets, prophets, minor prophets. And over here you've got... You've got James and John, you've got Peter, you've got the Gospel according to John, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And you've got the Acts of the Apostles, the Book of Revelation, and the Book of Hebrews, and they're all there, all these epistles. And you just put them all together, and it all makes sense. But you need to spend time with this lot and this lot to put them together. Otherwise, you're thinking, well, what's all that about? I don't quite understand that book of Job. That's weird. And you go away. Well, go over here. Read the New Testament. Go back there. Read the Old Testament. Go back here. Read the New... And it all come together. You think, well, the whole thing, just one thing, all of it, it all links together. So here, in chapter 12... And if you go to, to verse 22, we read these words. He was talking before this about the Old Testament, you see, and about the mountain where they received the law, and how it burnt with fire, and uh, you couldn't touch it. And if an animal touched it, it was to be killed. And uh, he said a terrible sight it was, uh, trembling with fear. And then in verse 22 of chapter 12, 
but you have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly in the church of the firstborn, as it, who are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and the spirits of just men made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of sprinkling. The blood of, what did they put the blood on the doorpost, didn't they? It's referred to as the blood, blood of sprinkling. They probably got some, uh, I don't know, some reeds or some sort of plants that bound them together, dipped them in the blood. It does say that later on if you, if you read it in Exodus. And they put it on the doorpost. They sprinkled the doorpost and the lintel with the blood. So death couldn't enter in, couldn't kill them. It was a, a new beginning for them. Pharaoh represents Satan. Did you know that? And Egypt represents the world. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. He also says, at the end of Galatians, he says, I'm crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me because he was crucified with Christ. Our Passover. So when Christ was crucified, I'm not going on a bit long, but not to worry. When Christ was crucified, he became the Passover for you and for me so that we could know that we're crucified to the world, to the devil, and the world is crucified to me. It's a new beginning, so we can have a new life. He comes and lives in us by his spirit and gives us a new life. See, if you're in Christ, this is where you've come. You've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to a new innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, to the church of the firstborn, written in heaven, to God the judge of all, the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. And I, so you know Abel was slain. So do you know this blood of sprinkling? Do you know Jesus as the mediator of the new covenant? Do you know Jesus? Do we know him as our Passover? Do you know that he's died for me, that I might have a new beginning, a new life? He is the antitype of what we read in Exodus. He is the real. Antitype means the real thing as opposed to the type. So the type is the figure, the antitype is the real. And Christ is our Passover. Amen. We're going to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you've become the Passover. You were slain for us, the Lamb of God. 
Lord Pilate repeated again and again, I find no fault in him because you were spotless, because you were perfect. No one could point the finger at you. No one, Lord, except for those wicked Jews, because in God's eyes you were perfect. You were spotless, without blemish. And you were offered there, Lord, for us to deal with that old Adam, to deal with our sin, to deal with everything, Lord, that comes from Satan, that comes from the world, to make us new creatures. Lord Jesus, you've done the work. We don't look to theology, we don't look to men, we look to you. You are the perfect sacrifice. We don't, we can't work for our salvation, but we receive you, Lord, as our Passover, Christ, our Passover. Lord, cause it to dawn in our hearts. Give us understanding of who you are and what you've done. You dealt with all the past. You became sin for us. You who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in you. Thank you, Lord. We commit this word to you, Lord, and pray you give us the spirit, Lord, of wisdom and understanding, Lord. We commit it to you now in your precious name. Amen.